कृष्णवृंद की जाए नामाचार्य शिल हरिदास ठाकुर की जाए प्रेम से कहो श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु नित्यानंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधर शिवाशदि गौर भक्त वृंद की जाए श्री श्री राधा कृष्ण गोप गोपीनाथ श्याम कुंड राधा कुंड गिरी गोवर्धन की जाए श्री वृंदावन धाम की जाए श्री मथुरा धाम की जाए श्री जगन्नाथपुरी धाम की जाए श्री मायापुर नवद्वीप धाम की जाए गंगा माई की जाए यमुना माई की जाए भक्ति देवी की जाए तुलसी महारानी की जाए हरिनाम संकीर्तन की जाए समवेत भक्त वृंद की जाए गौर प्रेमानंदे हरि हरि All glories to the assembled devotees all glories to the assembled devotees all glories to the assembled devotees all glories to shri guru and shri gauranga all glories to shri नमो विष्णुपदाय कृष्ण पृष्ठाय भूतले श्रीमते भक्तिवेदात स्वामीनामिने नमस्ते सरस्वती देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे विशेष शूलवाणी पाश्चात ओं नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवायण नमस्कृत नरंचम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुदीर नष्टु अभद्रेशु निगवत सेवया भगवती उत्तम श्लोके श्रीमद भागवतम थर्ड कैंटो चैप्टर ट्वेंटी प्रकृति जुंजतो नापकुरुत जुंजतो नपूरता 
To one who knows the absolute truth, prakritihi, material nature, mahi, or me, manasam, the mind, junjataha, fixing, na, not, apakurute, can do harm. Atma Ramasya to one who rejoices in the self. Karhichit at any time. <coughs> Translation by His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada. The influence of material nature cannot harm an enlightened soul even though he engages in material activities because he knows the truth of the Absolute and his mind is fixed on the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Please repeat. The influence of material nature cannot harm an enlightened soul even though he in engages in material activities, because he knows the truth of the Absolute and his mind is fixed on the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Purport by Śrīla Prabhupāda, Lord Kapila says that Mai Manasam a devotee whose mind is always fixed upon the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is called Atmaram or Vidita Tattva. Atmarama means one who rejoices in the self or one who enjoys in the spiritual atmosphere. Atma in the material sense means the body or the mind. But when referring to one whose mind is fixed on the soul, on the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord, Atmaram means one 
who is fixed in the spiritual activities in relation with the supreme soul <coughs> the supreme soul is the personality of godhead and the individual soul is the living entity when they engage in reciprocation of service and benediction the living entity is said to be in the atmaram position the atmaram position can be attained by one who knows the truth as it is the truth is that the supreme personality of godhead is the enjoyer and that living entities are meant for his meant for his revise and uh, i'm sorry men for his service and enjoyment one who knows this truth and who tries to engage in resources in the service of the lord escapes all material reaction and influence influences of the modes of material nature the example may be cited in this connection just as a materialist engages in constructing a big skyscraper a devotee engages in constructing a big temple of vishnu <coughs> superficially the skyscraper con- constructor and temple constructor are on the same level for both are collecting wood stone iron and other building materials but the person who constructs a skyscraper is a materialist and the person who constructs a temple is constructs a temple of vishnu is atmaram the materialist tries to satisfy himself in relation to the body by constructing a skyscraper but the devotee tries to satisfy the super soul the supreme personality of godhead by constructing the temple although both are engaged in the association of material activities the devotee is liberated and the materialist is conditioned this is because the devotee who is constructing a temple has fixed his mind upon the sky upon the supreme personality of godhead but the non devotee who is constructing a skyscraper has his mind fixed on sense gratification if while performing any activity even in material existence one's mind is fixed upon the lotus feet of the supreme personality of godhead one will not be entangled or conditioned the worker in devotional service in full krishna consciousness is always independent of the influence of material nature एवं विदित तत्व प्रकृतिर्मयमसम जुंजत नापकुरुत आत्मराम से कर्चित द इन्फ्लुएंस ऑफ मेटीरियल नेचर कैन नॉट हार्म एन एनलाइटेंड सोल इवेन दो ही एनगेजेज इन मेटीरियल एक्टिविटीज बिकॉज ही नोज द ट्रूथ ऑफ द एब्सल्यूट and his mind is fixed on the supreme personality of godhead <coughs> so kapil dev 
is instructing his mother on the subject matter of understanding the material nature. What was Devahuti's question to Kapil Dev? Yes, Shampir. Very good. That how can, or question actually was, can a living entity ever become free from the entanglement or bewildering influence of the material nature? And in relation to that, Kapil Dev is giving the answer. What is the basic answer to that question? Yes or no? Yes. And what is the secret? The secret is devotional service. Now in this point he is actually telling that a person who is absorbed in Krishna consciousness, what is the definition of a person engaged, I mean a person who is transcendental to the material nature? Atmaram is one and the other one Mai Manasa. Mai Manasa. Mai means Mai means unto me. Manasa means mind. So whose mind is fixed on me. So a person whose mind is fixed on Krishna he is Atmaram. Atmaram, Atma, Rama. This is a sandhi of these two words. Atma, Rama. Atma means the soul. And Rama or Arama means uh, pleasure, enjoy. So, one who derives his enjoyment from the soul is an Atmaram. Generally what people do, where do they try to enjoy from? How do they try to enjoy? Through the senses, through the body they want to enjoy. Generally people try to material, like those who are situated in a material nature, what is their way of enjoying? Their way of enjoying is sense gratification. Sense gratification. Like they try to derive their enjoyment by gratifying their senses. Senses want something. The pleasing experiences to the senses are the source of enjoyment to those people. Like, for example, they with the eyes, they want to see some beautiful or exciting things. How, what is the eye, enjoyment of the eyes? Watching TVs. <laughs> the eyes are enjoying, seeing nice objects. Ultimately it goes back to the mind. And then, tongue wants to eat relishable foodstuff. Skin wants to touch some pleasing objects. Actually it is 
the material enjoyment ultimately culminates into the point of skin, which is sex life. The ears want to hear sweet songs, sweet music. So these are all sense gratification. This is how a living entity wants to enjoy in the material nature. That means they want to enjoy on the platform of the body, on the bodily platform, through sense gratification. But what does an Atmaram do? He doesn't derive his enjoyment through his body or senses. He derives his joy from his soul. What does the soul want? Does the soul want sense gratification? No. Soul wants service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That is the soul's craving, that is the soul's desire. So those who are uh, deriving their joy from the Atma, from the soul uh, or the spiritual platform, they are known as Atmaram. And who are they? Who are the Atmaram? How do they become Atmaram? Moi Manasa. Being their mind, having their minds fixed on the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Like in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna gave the same instruction. What is Krishna's instruction? I heard some whisper. <laughs> yes? Manmana bhava madbhakta. Manmana bhava. Manmana bhava and mai manasa is the same principle. Mind fixed in me. Krishna is telling that fix your mind in me. That is manmana bhava. And when the mind is fixed, Kapil Dev here is saying, Mai Manas, whose mind has been fixed in me. So when one becomes Manmana Bhava or Mai Manasa, then what happens? Then he, does it try to derive his joy from senses? No, then he derives his joy from his soul. Now the question is that how does one derive his joy from the soul? One derives the joy from the soul through his spiritual senses. Just as our body has our senses, the soul also has senses. The real senses are spiritual. This is the projection. The soul can see. Soul means what? Soul also has a body. It is not that soul is without a body. Impersonalists think that the soul is without body. Soul is Brahman. And Krishna also is Brahman. So they don't have any concept of body. But a devotee who is even in a higher platform <laughs> than the Brahmabadis, they have the understanding that the soul has a body and the supreme soul Krishna also has a body. It is not that we don't have body. And if we have a body, we have senses also. That body has eyes, the body has ears, 
the nose, the tongue and touch. And how do they derive their joy? By being in, love, in a loving exchange with Krishna. Through their loving exchange with Krishna. In the material platform, people try to enjoy from their body and in the spiritual platform, they try to derive their enjoyment through the spiritual body. Now how does the spiritual body develop? Where is the spiritual body? Now, because of our conditioning, our spiritual body has been lost. Lost means uh, it has shrank into a minute atomic particle, spiritual particle. Why? Because we stopped to serve Krishna. So the spiritual body is meant to serve Krishna. So if we start, stop serving Krishna, then what's the use of the spiritual body? Therefore the, we lose the spiritual body. Now how do we revive the spiritual body? By being engaged in service to Krishna. We serve Krishna. And as we serve Krishna, we develop our spiritual body. In order to serve, you need hands. Right? Then the spiritual hand appears. The hand of the spiritual body appears. Hand, legs of the spiritual body appear. In this way, huh, when one becomes engaged in Krishna's service, his spiritual body begins to manifest. And when in that spiritual body, one engages in uh, in the service to Krishna. Uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita is describing that, that this pure devotee is aprakrita dehe kare krishna roshiva. In his transcendental body, the devotees become engaged in the service to Krishna. Now, with this material, now our consciousness has become entangled in the material body. Therefore, now, uh, this what is this body for? This body has two purposes. This body tries to enjoy matter and receives pain as a result of that. This body is an instrument to receive pain. And that is the purpose of this body. But being illusioned, what these living entities are trying to do, they are trying to use this body to enjoy. They are trying to use it for enjoyment, but what they are getting? They get suffering. A very simple consideration is take any part of your body and see in how many ways you can inflict pain on that body. In how many ways you can inflict pain on this body. Murari, can you inflict some pain in this body? Take your little finger. How many ways you can inflict pain? Okay, Murari thought burn it. <laughs> What will you get when you burn it? Pain. Pain. Okay. <laughs> and Nitai Chandra? Cut it. Cut it with a knife. What will you get? 
Nanda Braja, you made some hammering it. Wow. So, in so many ways, you can inflict pain on your little finger. Now, in how many ways you can give pleasure to your little finger? Rohini Nandan? Bolo? Kitni kaise pleasure de sakte? Huh? Malish karke? With much difficulty, he thought of one way to be a pleasure to And now you consider, uh, if a proposal is given, somebody will massage your finger and somebody with a knife will start cutting the finger. Will you accept that proposal? So what does it mean? In so many ways you can give pain to your little finger, but practically in no way you can give pleasure to your little finger. Now I selected just, uh, offhand I just selected little finger. You can apply, take any part of your body. And this principle will hold good. So what does it mean then? Hmm? What is the conclusion? The conclusion is that this body is a wonderful instrument, a wonderful instrument to receive pain. But with this body what people are trying to do in this material nature? They are simply trying to enjoy. Now you realize why it's an illusion to try to enjoy through the body. But real enjoyment is possible. Real enjoyment is being, that is the point in being Atmaram. Trying to enjoy through the spiritual body, not through this material body. Material body is just meant for suffering, to receive pain. So how to enjoy in the spiritual sense? Being, engaging our senses in the service of Krishna. <clears throat> that engaging our senses, uh, another word, name for the senses is, who remembers? Rishikesh. Uh, I'm sorry, not Rishikesh, Rishika. Uh, Rishika. Rishikena. Rishikena means by the senses. Rishikesha, the lord of the senses. Sevanam, service. So when the senses are engaged in serving the lord of the senses, who is the lord of the senses? Krishna. When the lord of the senses is served through the senses, then one derives real enjoyment. Due to conditioning we are thinking that we are going to enjoy through our body by 
by exploiting the objects of the senses. That is the illusion. By exploiting the objects of the senses and gratifying the senses, we'll never be able to get sense gratification or pleasure that we are hankering for. The real enjoyment is in Rishikena, Rishikesha, Sevana. With your senses, you rather engage your senses in serving the Lord of the senses, Krishna. <coughs> <coughs> Now, uh, in this verse, Kapil Dev is making one point, very important point, that Atma Ramas, those who are actually engaged in serving Krishna and those who don't have anything to do with this material nature, I mean, they, those who are not interested in enjoying or exploiting the material nature, they also become engaged in materialistic activities. But that's a, that is not really materialistic activity. That is apparently material activities. People may think, well, they are also building a house. It's a material activity. They are also cooking food. They are also eating. They are also doing so many activities. Why the sadhus are doing all these things? Sometimes people think, why the sadhus? Sadhus should live in the forest. What the sadhus are doing in Ujjain city? <laughs> or Ujjain may be acceptable because it is one of the holy places. But what are they doing in Bombay, Calcutta, Delhi, London, New York? <laughs> what they are doing all the, in all those places? They, why they should live in the Himalayas? Now this is the higher understanding. It's good, those who are in Himalayas, those who are, what they are doing, they are trying to detach themselves from material nature, from their condition stage. They are trying to uncondition their condition stage. But beyond that unconditioning the condition stage is the transcendental activity of devotional service. So that activity is transcendental. Although apparently it may appear to be alike, just as the opposites appear to be sometimes appear to be alike, like the sunrise and sunset, doesn't it look alike? But one is when the sun is appearing, and the other is sun is disappearing. Similarly, spiritual activities sometimes may appear to be like mundane activities, material activities. As Prabhupada is giving the example of a devotee is building a temple and a materialist building a skyscraper. Devotees are going uh, and collecting bricks, collecting cement, collecting uh, iron, steel, collecting wood, hiring the workers. And the materialist is also doing the same thing. 
collecting wood, collecting steel, collecting cement, hiring the laborers, engaging the laborers. But the difference is one is doing it for his sense gratification and the other is doing it for Krishna's pleasure. So ultimate consideration is what is determining whether it's a material or spiritual. That's why Prabhupada gives an example, the thin line between material and spiritual. What is the difference between material and spiritual? Center is the spiritual. Yes. In material, center is ourselves and in spiritual, it's Krishna who is the center. So that is the difference. Arjuna is fighting the battle, Duryodhan is fighting the battle. For Duryodhan, it is a material activity. For Arjun, it is a spiritual activity. Why? Because Arjun is fighting for Krishna. That has been very wonderfully explained in Bhagavad Gita. Arjun didn't want to fight, but Krishna forced him to fight. That means uh, Arjun is fighting for Krishna. Arjun is not fighting for himself. <coughs> so similarly, uh, you can also direct your activities either towards the material side or towards the spiritual side. And that is what Kapil Dev is instructing his mother. That ultimately the Atma Ramas, those who are deriving their joy from their spirit soul, from the spiritual identity in the spiritual activity the Atmarama. The why the Atmaramas are becoming engaged in this kind of activities? Because these activities are apparently sense gratifying activities. Atmaramas do not have any any tendency to enjoy with their senses, gratifying their senses. So why the Atmarams are engaged in this material activities? The same point actually Chaitanya Mahaprabhu made to Sarvamo Bhattacharya. He quoted this verse from Srimad Bhagavatam. Atma Ramas Chamunayo Nirgrantha Purukrame Kurvanti Ahaitu King Bhaktin Itham Bhuta Jathavari. He made that question uh, that okay, you are saying that liberation is the ultimate goal, but the ultimate consideration of liberation is to achieve the state of Atma Ramas. So liberated souls, nirgrantha, those who are free from material bondage, why they are engaged in serving the Lord? The people, those who are already transcendental to the material nature, then why are they engaged in this apparently material activities? That is the question that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu put forward to Sarvam Bhattacharya, who was an impersonalist at the beginning. And Sarvam Bhattacharya is stuck. Yeah, that's true. Why does Atmarams get engaged in devotional service? So that means at devotional service is beyond Atmaram platform. When the Atmarams are becoming engaged, that means this activity is 
superior to just meditating upon the Lord in the heart. So in this way, time and time again in the scriptures, the supremacy of the devotional service has been established. Devotional service is the ultimate activity for the soul. Just getting freed from material bondage is not the goal of life. Nirgrantha. Nirgrantha. Nirgrantha means free from material bondage. <coughs> Granthi means a knot. Bhiddate ridayak granthi. Granthi. Granthi, a knot in the heart. Nirgrantha means one whose all these knots have been cut asunder. And those people, those who are liberated from material bondage, uh, engaged in devotional service, that establishes that devotional service is superior to the platform of liberation. Because the liberated souls become engaged in devo devotional service. So devotional service is the ultimate occupation of a living entity. Thank you very much. Does anybody have any question or comment? Well, I had one from yesterday's lectures. Uh, you uh, explained about seriousness and frivolousness. Uh, the lack of seriousness, that is frivolousness, is actually the root of sex desire. So, uh, now my question is seriousness. How does it manifest? Uh, I mean, both internally as well as externally. How does seriousness, you know, uh, is it been uh, expressed to the body, to the mind, as well as to the words? Yeah, that seriousness comes from developing attachment to Krishna. Serious about when you become attached to Krishna, then you automatically become detached from frivolous activities. No other activity makes any sense to you. That is the objective of seriousness. You automatically become serious. Or in simple words you can say, someone is very hungry. And then when he gets the food, what is his state of mind at that time? He is completely absorbed in the food. Does he have any time to think of some uh, film song? <laughs> or any other frivolous activity? No. So that is the, uh, the real basis of seriousness. Like uh, one of the qualities of a devotee is grave. His seriousness and graveness is, is synonymous. When does, why does he become grave? Because he's so absorbed in what he is doing that he doesn't have any time for anything else. Material body exists. Material, this spiritual 
but uh, not they are serving to Krishna, that's why it is called non-devotee. They are devotee, but they are non-devotee. <coughs> they are devotee, but they are non-devotee. Because they are not using for Krishna. Then how can they be devotee? Either a devotee or not devotee. Okay, go ahead. Now what's your question? My question is, they are not using that side, they are just non-devotee. Right. Yes. They are materialist. Materialist as, what is the definition of materialist? A person who does things for himself for his own pleasure. But who is a devotee? One who is engaged in serving Krishna. Well, a gross materialistic person is uh, completely attached to sense gratification. Whereas a pure devotee of the Lord is completely attached to Krishna. Now in the middle, uh, those who are on the mid- in the middle, uh, how far are they eligible to do this? Because Yunjato, to engage the material nature in the service of Krishna, is it only the right of the completely liberated souls? And what about those who are still attached and trying to become devotional? Can they do that? You see, the consideration of becoming a devotee is the mercy of a devotee, the guidance of a devotee. It's only by coming in contact with a devotee one becomes a devotee. Because he teaches him how to become engaged in serving Krishna. Otherwise the goal of life is just, spiritual objective is just to achieve liberation. That's where you find that those who are pursuing spiritual life, they're aspiring for liberation. But only when when one comes in contact with a devotee, he transcends that stage and becomes engaged in Yes. What's that? Uh, the soul has form. Is there a specific shastric reference? The soul has a form. Yeah, yeah there are so many references. Just as I mentioned, Aprakrita Dehikari, Krishna Rashivan. Aprakrita means transcendental. This is prakrita, material. Aprakrita, transcendental. Ishwaraha parama krishna satchidananda vigraha. Vigraha, the form. But that form is satchidananda, transcendental. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is in relation to Krishna. But Jiva also is Chinmaya, right? Jiva also is Satchidananda. But he is a relative Satchidananda. Krishna is the absolute Satchidananda. That means for a Jiva to become Satchidananda, he has to become connected to Krishna. And how does he become connected to Krishna? By rendering devotional service to Krishna. Now how does one render devotional service? Can you render some service unless you have a form? So what kind of form is that? That form is also Satchidananda. 
Yes. Give her the mic. Yeah. You see, <clears throat> how do you believe that your picture of your picture of your great grandfather is your great grandfather? Tell me. Did you see your great grandfather? Do you have a picture? Did you see a picture of your great grandfather? Yes. Yeah, you did. But did you see him? Uh, you did not. Then how do you believe that he is your great grandfather? No, because your grandmother told you that it's your great-grandfather, <laughs> right? <laughs> because somebody told you and that person is reliable, you believe him. When your grandfather says that this is your great-grandfather, is there any reason for you not to believe that? So similarly in our line, the saintly personalities, our acharyas, our pre previous acharyas, they have established the identity of Krishna. They have told us. That's how we believe that. Our Guru said that this is Krishna. Right? That's why we believe. And our Guru doesn't have any reason to bluff me. Right? Similarly, his Guru told him that this is the form of Krishna. And then ultimately, you go to the scriptures. You know how this form came? Huh? That, as you said, Murti, we are worshipping. You know, how did Murti, this Murti come? Where from it came? Krishna's great-grandson is Vajra. Vajran. Vajran, Vajran now, actually established Krishna's deity. The original deities of Krishna, according to his original form appeared. Okay. And then, did you read Bhagavad Gita? Did you read? Or do you know that there is a book called Bhagavad Gita? You do. You accept that. Who spoke Bhagavad Gita? Did somebody speak or somebody just wrote it from his mental concoction? Yeah, because you didn't do any research. So if you make a research, you'll find out. I should ask you. <laughs> Tell me why. Tell me why not. <laughs> yeah. Where do you live? I live You live in Nepal. Okay. So. Uh, Okay, um, 
but now that you are now you are here okay so you associate with the devotees and speak to them ah, and it will happen like say for example uh, when you were a little baby you didn't want to eat right your mother had to force you to eat right but then you got the taste of the food and when you got the taste of the food then does your mother have to force you huh did you fast yesterday for ekadashi are you feeling hungry does somebody have to force you to eat now or you are going to eat right away on your own you eat yourself similarly initially you may not have the taste of bhagavad gita because you don't know what is there you don't know what purpose it serves but when you practice it like somebody has to force you and by that by doing that you get the taste and after you get the taste then you will automatically want to have it yourself go to church then go there <laughs> and then see what you find there if you like to go to the church go ahead to it but the difference is when you go to the church you would not understand why nobody will tell you why you have to go to the church but when you come to a temple then we will tell you why you have to come to a temple that's the difference right they say that you go to the church to pray to god but they don't give any information who is god but when you come here we tell you this is god that's the difference of the pray of your praying in the church and praying in the temple okay huh? but pray when you hungry eat <laughs> okay you live in ujjain you live here in ujjain no problem i can okay 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 oh good okay so you have a very good teacher <laughs> just listen to him ha huh? yeah listen to his instruction maybe he is not st- being strong enough with you. Okay, we'll force him to bring you. <laughs> okay. You're happy here? Yes. Okay. I'm very happy. Very good. You, and still there are some churches here also. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But come to your temple. Okay. Hare Krishna. Yes. Yes. 
like uh, of course we know that in today's time we cannot do without technology and gadgets like we cannot practically work without that and we have to deal with the society but many a times uh, like when it is seen in general that uh, you are too much into technology and they become more focused and the focus changes one thing is that and another thing is because this India so like people in general they they identify you know these are like modern puzzles or something like that and so that kind of gives them a negative kind of feeling and which cuts them uh, like away from from us like from coming to a temple like as against like traditional temples and traditional services. So where do we draw that line that's like a that's why you have to preach. Preaching means making them understand. And the preaching has two aspects. One is directly talking to them and other is setting the example through our behavior. When they see that you are using your computer for only Krishna conscious activities, then they'll understand. Right? But if they see that we are using our computer to watch movies, <laughs> then they will see what's, what's the matter. So our activity should justify our action, our you know, principle. That this is Jupta Vainakya. We are doing it for Krishna, not for, our, not for any other purpose. Yeah. Yeah, when the soul is in a dormant state, right? It's a spiritual spark. Like it is spiritual. That's why you cannot measure it by any material means. What? How large is one ten thousand part of the tip of the hair? Is any instrument that can measure that? No. So that means by material means you cannot measure the spirit soul. It is a spiritual dimension. And it develops spiritually through devotion. Now it's in a dormant stage. That's why it is not really, it doesn't have the shape. But by being engaged in service, it will develop the shape. According to a service, according to, that is why, you know, the spontaneity comes. Where our natural propensity will blossom. Because that is the spiritual identity. That, and that accordingly, the spiritual body will Okay, okay. <laughs> How are you? When did you come? So everything, huh? they picked you up in, in time? Hare Krishna, Mr. Somani. How are you? <laughs> so my question is in relation to the devoted question. Sometimes we say that when we go to the spiritual world, we get a spiritual body. So now, the soul itself is spiritual. So it is getting a spiritual body, it gets its own uh, whatever original form is as such. No, no further change in, uh, in this form. Yeah. yeah, right. And that's the point I made. That that form, the spiritual body, will develop according to one's service. 
Uh, and that, you see, initially we are engaged in <coughs> devotional service and practice. We are practicing. But then we will develop an attitude of spontaneity, spontaneous devotional service. Like we'll spontaneously would like to do something. Right? Like now we are putting pressure. We are forcing ourselves to do something for Krishna. But a time will come when we'll automatically want to do something for Krishna. And accordingly, our spiritual body will take its the form share. The form, the form will come accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Murari. You said that when we are born, then we are deriving pleasure through senses. One derives pleasure through senses. But at Atmana on the stage, one derives pleasure through the soul. Who is this one? Who is this one who is deriving pleasure to the soul? The soul itself. The soul itself. When you say one or I or the self is the soul. It is that is our real identity. But the mistaken identity is the body. Now we forgot the soul. We are thinking that this body is me. But when our spiritual identity will awaken then we'll become situated in our soul. Right? Okay, so I'll stop now. Thank you very much. Okay, one question. <clears throat> what is the difference between Brahma Bhuta stage and Atma Ram stage? Well, uh, uh, it's similar. Sanandan. Brahma Bhuta stage and Atmaram stage is the same, but Atmaram stage, you see, from Brahma Bhuta stage it comes to the pure devotional stage. So at that time also it remains Atmaram, but it may not be Brahma Bhuta. You get the point? At Brahma Bhuta stage also one is deriving joy from the self. And in devotional service also one is deriving joy from Atma self. So both the stages are Atmaram stage. Alright. But Brahma Bhuta stage may not uh, is one stage of Atmaram one aspect of Atmaram stage. And generally Atmaram in, indicates this Brahma Bhuta stage. <coughs> but when one becomes engaged in devotional service then he is deriving the joy not exactly from the self but from the service that he is rendering. You get the thing? Generally Atmaram stage in that Atmaram stage or Brahma Bhuta stage one is deriving the pleasure through meditating upon the Lord. Right? But in Atmaram stage one is engaged in serving the Lord or rather in devotional stage one is engaged in serving the Lord. But when it comes to deriving the joy from Atma, both are actually deriving joy from <coughs> Brahma Bhuta stage and also pure devotional stage. Okay. Alright. Sometimes we need to talk to girls, talk to girls, and we need to associate them for academic reasons. Uh, talk to who? Girls, classmates. 
हरेर दासे कर्मना मनसा गीरा निखिलश्वपि अवस्थासु जीवन मुक्तसोच्चते That stage is a जीवन मुक्तस्ते liberated stage meaning inside the gross body there is a pure spirit so or this stage is called sarup siddhi spiritually he has achieved his perfection although he is dwelling in his material body now about this prabhupada is giving the example of iron and fire when iron is in contact with fire what happens to the iron iron becomes red hot when it becomes red hot is it iron or fire it's fire so although it is an apparently material body but it is spiritualized it is spiritualized this way so that stage uh, his body although that is the pure devotee a pure devotee his body is not material it is spiritualized is a spiritual body okay so thank you very much all glories to shri prabhupada gaur premanande hari